Hey everyone, welcome to Behind the Bar. My name is Chandler Phillips, and with me is your gracious bartender, James Beery. And today, we are trying a little amalgamation of gin and spices and all kinds of fun stuff. James, what the fuck did you make for us? We like to call it a charity case. Oh, and why are we calling it a charity case? Because we've talked about, uh, well, charitable shit. It's real complicated. You got to get into that. But you're here to get drunk. Well, you're here to get drunk right now. We're- I say we should call it a charity case because it's something you'd really, really appreciate in a time of need. I call it a charity case. Oh, this is not going to be good because it's very boozy. And unfortunately, because when you're under the boot of capitalism, you struggle. One of the things you turn to is drugs and alcohol. And so since it's Oh no, substance abuse. (laughs) That's no fun. Did you wink at me? Oh no. Substance abuse. Wink. (laughs) Yeah, so um (laughs) so this is something I've always been kind of interested in, which is kind of getting people to like the podcast and subscribe. Don't forget to do that. Which is Yeah, that's a really deep passion of yours, and I appreciate you sharing (laughs) that with uh with everyone who's listening. Uh Savory cocktails. So what is savory? Savory is the antithesis to sweet. But what is sweet? Oh, what? Oh, fuck. Here we go. Boom. Oh, God. I'm going to hit you with a definition (laughs) of a hostile witness. Question your question. Well, sweet, by the way, as defined by Google, which is an awesome resource, is a, a pleasant you know, I taste really, characteristic I really hope- of sugar, honey, not salty, sour, and or bitter. I love that a definition of a thing includes what it's not. Yeah, that I think that's how we understand what most most things are is by understanding what they're not. Mm, are you, well, yes, but like the definition for a chair doesn't say not a fridge. Mm, you haven't been in a <laughs> Jewish family. They're like, okay, it's something that you that you sit in. But, like, it doesn't have any cooling action to it, you know? I saw a truck for a Shabbat light bulb. A Shabbat? Wait, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm over the bridge. It, the light bulb has a timer on it. <laughs> it's just like, ah! Because you, you're not turning it on. It's it's turning itself on. So you just can, so happens to be when you're awake. You can stay kosher even when you got two hands at ten and two. <laughs> um. So the thing about savory cocktails, I feel like we've never really featured that mainly because I've been, I have an I have an outdo influence on the cocktails we feature, and savory cocktails are kind of not always been my thing. Are you a savory cocktail person, Chandler? Uh, they've just been kind of out of your repertoire, especially with a history of being in a um, cafe barista kind of role. Like, everyone likes kind of more sweet or, like, rich and aromatic and stuff. I don't know if I like savory cocktails. I know I like picklebacks. That's a thing. Bloody Marys? I don't like tomato enough to like a Bloody Mary. And you know I love tomatoes, but I can't fucking stomach a Bloody Mary. Is it because it's garnished with bacon? What? No, it's because... Everyone knows the best Bloody Mary has like a BLT and a fucking gift we'll card. We'll go behind the bar. Jiffy Our Lube. recipe for doing the blessed Bloody Mary. First, what you gotta do is get some tomato juice. What kind doesn't matter. Then get five pounds of bacon. That's right. Slice it horizontally, throw it in a pit, 
15 hours. That's right. You right. want it fall off the bone so that you can spread it all around the rim <laughs> of that cup. <laughs> Why are we giving a Bloody Mary recipe? I'm sorry. Because <laughs> we're, talk, we're talking savory cocktails, which kind of because when I think of charity, I think of harsh truths. <laughs> the the mm-hmm. harsh truth. What's... What harsh truth are you confronting with the charity case here? That not all drinks have to be sweet. And it's really hard to not want to put sweetener in every drink. It is. It's kind of like, would you say it's a bit of a crutch? 100%, yes. Because I have accused you of using it as a crutch before, Mr. Pineapple Juice. Hmm. Mr. I love to put peach blossom syrup and <laughs> pineapple juice and condensed coconut milk in a cocktail. That sounds really good, though. It does sound really that's, fucking good. So fucking good. Wow. Jeez. Actually, that's like a, like a, oh, fuck. Look. Wow. Oh, no. in for that. I'm giving him influences. Well, that's so good. Yeah, no. We're su- getting derailed. What is in is this easy. cocktail? No, so I mentioned the savory because the main thing is we were talking about, uh, what was that, uh, Whiskey? What the fuck was it again? A fucking tequila? What the fuck was that? I don't oh, remember anymore. My brain is broken. La Venenosa. Oh, yes. The weirdest uh, fucking... It's a mezcal that's like just outside the boundaries of a mezcal. And it has so many dynamices of flavor that I think she really belongs in a spicy michelada. And, and when we first spoke about it, you mentioned basil. I did. And... I remember making this face that was like, oh, what the fuck you want to put basil in a drink for? Like, why would you want to put basil in a drink when you could have a mojito? <laughs> but, you know, like, mint is so much better. When we were trying to, when we were grasping at straws looking for a cocktail to do today, it just hit me that, like, we should just kind of do what we already do. It hit me like a bushel of basil. But not sweet. Because we, we love gin. We right? do love And it's gin. always it's always gin and fruit juice and, and bitters shaken or chilled with a special syrup. Or we strip it real far down and just go the classic gin and tonic. This I feel like is kind of like, oh my god, I think I created the old fashioned for gin. What 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 what? Because I feel like the Aperol pulls out some of the bitterness in the gin. This we use the uh, the Hendrix Neptuna. Um, I think that the citrus. So it's a, so Aperol. Yeah. Slight sweetness. A little bit of sweet, but, but it's mostly, mostly bitter. It's kind of pithy. I think right. is the best. Uh, yes. Yeah, like an yeah. orange peel, like the white part of when you peel a clementine. Yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, the Hendrix. Uh, uh, that with some muddled basil, ice topped with a tonic, and what we have is something that's. Honestly, very gin forward, but not. But it, it, but everything that's being elevated and pushed forward is not being enhanced by sweetness. It's being enhanced by like the aperol, the tonic, instead of you know us throwing in simple syrup or fruit juice, which I really wanted to do originally with this. Would you say that it's almost like a gin version of a mojito, or like? Because I can't say I can't say that it's in the old fashioned family. Be- you don't want to give me the credit because tonic is in there. You don't want to give me the credit because I don't want to give you the credit. Just like the white man, don't don't want to give me the credit. Instead, no, you're right. You're I right. want someone in a bedazzled suit to come along 
and then do it kind of mediocrely the same, and then I'll give them the credit. Which so happens I have Francois. <laughs> you can't see him. He's off mic. Um, I Bonjour, I'm Francois. <laughs> making cocktails with things that you already have on hand is one of the most fun things about making cocktails. So it's I like had improv for bartenders. Yeah, I had basil left over. We had some Aperol. We were looking for something to do. And I just thought, what would be something that we'd like, but just a little different. And that's the most fun part about making cocktails. So what do you think about it? I think it is a highly elevated uh, gin and tonic, and I am in love with it. Oh. I think that it takes a whole lot of elements that just make the gin and tonic delicious and kind of plays on them a little bit, where so usually you'd have like lime, a little bit of lime juice, but mostly it's just gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. But instead of doing any lime juice or even just squeezing a lime in there, you hit the basil and the Aperol and that little combo of like that basil, orange, rind, uh, it really just amplifies the bitterness that you would expect from having a lime juice and lime rind mm-hmm. in a typical gin and tonic. Without actually... The acidity, which I thought about. That's that's the key thing, is the acidity. Yes, I thought about, so this does have acidity, of course, um, but I I thought about putting in um, some, like a lime wedge or something like that, and I realized that that would be too much, probably. Yeah. Right? I I feel like the citrus would take over, and then what it would do is it would enhance the tonic. It would then fight with the basil a little bit. And then it would turn it into a gin and tonic. And you wouldn't taste, even the, the odor of the basil would be gone, washed mm-hmm. away by the scent of the lime oils or whatever the fuck. Now, one thing that you did after we had poured it, after we had tried it initially. Oh, we do testing, a little test. We did a little tasty testing. I was curious. Um, you did add a little something something that just kind of helped to, I don't know, I don't know if it opened it up. I don't know if it mellowed out some things, but you did so, add a tad bit. I added a pinch of a Chardonnay smoked salt, which you can get on Amazon. Don't support Amazon, but also just look up smoked salt on Amazon or go to your supermarket. They have Malden smoked salt, whatever. Or I got... just smoke your own bath salts. Yeah, fuck that shit. Um, <laughs> the thing is, is I thought to myself, one of the problems, and this is kind of like, just uh, this is a us problem. I would have used like a higher quality, simple kind of, maybe even the Indian tonic from Fever Tree. But when I went to the supermarket, they had polar lime tonic. And I feel like it's a little sweet. And I was like, it wasn't as savory as I wanted it. Mm. So I felt like adding some salt would help, help would help open it, bring maybe. up the savoriness. Yeah. And actually, I think it did. But I think if you were making this at home, you would just don't buy like Sweeps Canada Dry or Polar Seltzer. Like just get like the non-lemon fever tree. And you don't have to. If you just get one that's in a glass bottle that has a snap top and is like 15 bucks a bottle, you'll be fine. <laughs> They're $2. Like just... They're $3 for the big one. Really? Okay, yeah. It's only $3. Okay. And the expense is like three fifty. Okay, but, I see you, Fever Tree. You, know. you go. But it's like for four. It's like four drinks worth because it's the big bottle. Right. The, the yeah, like... You can't close it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a full liter. No. It's like. Yeah, but I hate the four bottles because it costs like fucking $8. And then it but, fills up so much of your recycling. And also, like, fucking one bottle. 
one bottle is like one drink because we were, we're tonic heavy boys. We are. Now, so when it comes to a drink like this, um, as I'm using my radio voice now, I'm, I'm working on this. I hope you notice. Uh, as, we brought it down to us. As, as uh, we've been drinking this, I was wondering um, if you were to have establishment which you sold cocktails, right? If this was on your menu, where would it be? I think this cocktail would be in the happy hour section that would come with uh, something that has like a little bit of tomato, a little bit of uh, fresh mozzarella. This is a happy hour cocktail because it's light, it's bubbly, but it still has a tad bit of savoriness. It's not too late in the evening because I think once you get kind of like past 10 o'clock, you're going to want something either sweet or a beer or wine or like something that's not not cocktaily or you're just going to go straight liquor. Uh this kind of gin and tonic I think belongs at the at the intro to a fun evening out. Therefore, she's a happy hour cocktail to be served with a caprese salad. I got you. I think I agree because it works with my idea as well in which I I see it as a a, a an occasional special mm-hmm. yeah you can have it on a happy hour menu or on the elevated menu because i think that um my idea is that like if we have simple hors d'oeuvres maybe we make a yeah. maybe we make a, a we Ooh. make our own pesto and 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 so you get basil and when we have a little too much basil or the basil is uh, gonna get a little wilted you know what i mean then that's when you have you you integrate it into like other things I figured it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the nail on the head with this one. All right. This is a catering cocktail. This is you're a catering co- our establishment. Oh shit! Yeah, is you're... a catering company, and our bar for the night has this specialty cocktail yeah. on the eve. Yeah, so yeah. like we're doing a gala or some sort yeah. of charity. And, and it's everything regular. Event? Yeah, it's like yeah. Heineken. Budweiser, an old fashioned, a gin and tonic, um, like a non alcoholic, like uh, Shirley Temple. Yeah. And this. oh, a dirty Shirley. Like, well, no, a non alcoholic. Oh, a non. Oh, so yes, just this, a, this a Shirley. Shirley and a dirty Shirley, because if you have one, of course, about both. And then this. This is like the this is the special this, elevated cocktail. There's like this one, and then one that's like more in a Negroni kind of vein. Oh, it probably is uh, Negroni on tap. There you go. Boom. There you go. So, like, this is the the special, the charity case, and you go in. Got you, charity case. Uh, this is the drink that you get your friend. <laughs> like, you know, your friend is struggling and having a hard time, and you got the drink, right? And, like, they have no money, and, like, you know they have no money, so there's nothing you to pay. And you go, what do you want? They go, whatever you, whatever you want. You look at the menu. And there's stuff at the top, there's stuff at the bottom. And there's something in the, the there's special. something in the middle. This with yeah. like a little zigzag line yeah, 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 box yeah, around yeah, yeah. it. Like, you know, like normally it's $13, but like during happy hour, which at this bar is always because in New York you can't actually have a happy hour. So it's always six dollars. But like it says that it's normally thirteen. Wait, you can't you can't not have a happy you hour. You can't have happy hour in New York. Why not? Because you can't have cocktails be priced differently. Because no one's allowed to be happy in New York. Because it's like a liquor thing. So every place so if you go to a place and they have five dollar beers, it's always five dollars. It's like beers. always five dollar beers. Mm. There are rules and things like you. Like, <laughs> there are rules in place. If I'm correct, you cannot say happy hour. When's the last time you seen the word happy hour? 
I feel New York. like I saw one when I was walking around. I'll be honest, you might. The Lower East That's not legal. Well, I mean, how much legal stuff is actually happening? We're doing drugs. <laughs> hey oh. Um, um, so, this is fun. I think, I just want to say that, of course, you know, cocktails and drinking, of course, are about fun. But remember, drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Don't, uh, don't get upset at your sister and text her when she's like her first day of college and like be like, you are always mom and dad's favorite. I'm glad you're gone. Why do I feel attacked right now? <laughs> I don't even have a sister, and yet that felt very targeted. <laughs> Drinking is for fun, but it's only for adults. So, of course, don't forget, unless you're touring it over, don't tell anyone if you're drinking. That's pretty good advice. But really, don't. don't. I mean, don't drink. But don't like, dr- wink. Don't drink. Wink. But, like, wink. <laughs> if you're gonna drink... Don't do it to the point where you can't cover it up. That's really the... That's Honestly, like, there's Uber, don't drink and drive. Oh, hell yeah. That's one. There's so many ride apps and stuff. That's why we here at Behind the Bar just sleep behind the bar. I love this. It's like when, you, when you're when you in, like, third grade and you think your teacher lives in the classroom and you're like, so where's the bed? Because I only see you in this room. Huh. That's us. So, at this bar. I guess then you always have to remember that, like, unless you're 21 over, don't drink. Don't drink and drive. Yeah. Because seriously, like, fuck. Like, if you really, like, fuck you. Come on. Like, you ever, you ever had a friend? Like, you go to a bar, had this happen, and then you're like, oh, you can't really drink. Let's fucking get an Uber or whatever. Leave your car, because in the morning, they'll just leave a fucking certificate for, like, a free drink or some shit. Because mm-hmm. you took a car instead of fucking putting your life at risk, you know? And, like, they try to fight with you. They're, like, drunkenly, like, trying to reach for their keys. They can barely walk. Their vision is upside fucking down. And you're, like, you're like Carl. You're, you're a CPA. You make $120,000 a year. You can't you, give that shit up, You man. can afford to fucking get a lift. You can afford to get a lift, bro. My favorite story is how... One of my friends got uh, real drunk, and the group of friends that he was drinking with took his keys and stranded him at whatever bar they were hanging out, and he took a uh, city jump bike and broke his collarbone. Again, don't drink and drive. Well, I will say, though, if you're going to drink and bike, don't do it, but, I mean, like, don't drink and drive. Yeah, like, if, <laughs> like if you can, you can only fuck yourself up if you drink and bike, you know. But, but if you drink and drive, then it's other people's problems, and then like, like both just, ways, you're an idiot. But like one is like people are laughing at you because you couldn't get on the bike and you fell and cracked your head open, and you're now you're in a coma. Like one is people are like, oh, that's silly goose, and the other one is like, wow, he should go to hell. You ever seen Oz? No, the I fucking seen the Oz. mate, the lawyer, he fucking gets drunk and hits a little kid. And then he spends six seasons getting raped. Was that in good taste behind the bar? If you drink and drive, you may go to prison. Where are you going with this? I just want to do a little PSA. Oh, okay. uh, Because it's charity. Because it's important. It's charity. You got it. Um, Yeah. So that was behind the bar. Um, Thanks for joining us. I feel like that was fun. 
I kind of want another one of these. Wouldn't I, wouldn't I get drunk and drive? No. I was testing you. Oh, he got me. Uh, he got me play, to say Should I play the, the music on the way out? Yeah, say the fun. Is that we're going to do the thing? We're gonna... It's the new fun music. Oh, oh, well, was that in good taste? Hit me with the... Oh, remember to like, comment, subscribe. Do all the f- cool stuff. My name's Chandler Phillips. I'm James Beery. And uh, we out.